Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Men and Science Podcast. If you're checking this out on YouTube, you obviously are getting to watch me on the screen once again, which I hope you like that because for this one I felt like I really needed to do it on video instead of just doing it on audio. But here we are and as you can already see from the title, this is part 12 of Release the Snyder Cut that I've been doing for the Men and Science Podcast. Uh, and as you can also see... I am wearing the Zack Snyder's Justice League t-shirt that finally arrived last weekend, which, I mean, you already saw the unpacking, uh, unboxing, unbagging video that I did for it, um, which, hey, you want to check that one out? It's, it was my first time doing that, and the audio sucked, but, you know, again, it was my first time trying it, so hopefully the next time I do one like that, it'll be better audio, but, yes, this is, I decided to do this, uh, release the Snyder Cut podcast because, just, uh, I mean, I haven't done one in a while, so, you know, wanted to talk about it, but it's, and it's also the name of the podcast for this edition of the Lisa Snyder Cut little series that I do on here, uh, it's called, uh, actually, you know what, I'm just gonna, I don't even remember it off the top of my head, let me look at the, the schedule that I have listed on here, ah, oh, yeah, it's Fighting for Artistic Integrity, dot, 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 right? And, yeah, now I remember why I decided to do this, because... Um, the Matt Reeves released a uh, 50 second camera test of Robert Pattinson in the Batman costume for the Batman that is currently filming right now and of course we saw a lot of people complaining because you know it's not Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck uh, you know is the definitive Batman for a lot of fans which I mean I'm, I'll go ahead and say he's my favorite Batman hell even my mom said that he he was Batman and, you know, she was, and my mom was always a bigger, big, big fan of the Michael Keaton films because she loved Michael Keaton. But even she said, because she watched Batman vs. Superman uh, with me when it came out in theaters, uh, and she even she said that, you know, Ben Affleck was Batman. You know, that you look at him and he was Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom, because she was the one that, that showed me that they had the camera test. I didn't even know. She showed me on her on her iPad that she saw it on the news about Matt Reeves releasing the video of his of the screen test. And when I watched it, like, huh? Alrighty then. I I thought it looked good. I mean, we have to remember that even though he this is a not an origin story again of Batman because we've seen plenty of those already. Um, this one is not going to be an origin story Batman film. This one is going to be Batman at least one or two years into being Batman. Uh, so, and the costume it was it was armor, you know, like an armor costume and did. Like a lot of people comparing it did look very reminiscent of the Arkham suit from the Arkham games, which if you've never played the Arkham games, those are some of the best Batman games ever made. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, and then the symbol, everyone's saying that it looks like that it's the gun that from uh, that Joe Chill used on his parents. I don't believe that at all, because if you look at it, uh, even if it is a gun, the, the handles would be very shitty handles for a gun. And then two, it looks more like... Uh, because it has like little hooks on it, maybe it's like it's a grappling, it's like a grappling gun that he can just put it together and then up, or it's maybe, maybe it is a battering, kind of like like the Arkham battering where it's like you, you fold it out, kind of. Uh, if you again, if you've seen it before, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and and of course we didn't we didn't we saw part of the cowl we didn't see the whole cowl we only saw the part from here up we didn't see the ears and everyone's wondering is it going to be the long ears or if it's going to be the short ears well, i don't know i just i mean i 
thought it looked good from what, from what they showed, and I understand a lot of people complaining because, again, after the comic-accurate look that Ben Affleck had in Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, and the real Justice League that we haven't gotten to see yet. Um, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of us, yeah, we're a little hesitant to accept Robert Pattinson, even though I think Robert Pattinson's a much better actor than people give him credit for, because they're stuck in the Twilight bullshit, which even he hates Twilight, so the fact that people are still harping on that so many years later is just stupid and stupid and stupid and stupid. And because other people that I've talked to, I've, like I've said, no one hates Twilight more than Robert Pattinson does. He... Like, I, there was a quote that I remembered hearing that saying, like, the screaming, the screams of Twilight fangirls is what you hear when you're entering the the, the, the depths of hell or some something like that. Um, but yeah, he, he hates that people still have that, that stick, that, that Twilight label on him. So that's why a lot of them were hesitant to accept him as, as the new Batman. Just like people who were not ready to accept Ben Affleck as Batman just after Christian Bale had done the three great films of the Dark Knight trilogy, which I can understand because the Dark Knight trilogy are are the some of the are the three best Batman films out there, um, solo films at least. Um, if you saw my ranking of where's the best Batman films, you you already know how where my placement are placement is for those films, um, as well as for Batman vs Superman. And but for me, out of all the Batman films that I've seen, I've seen the Adam West film, which I didn't include that on my list. You know, just because it's just my list. Uh, George Clooney, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman. You know, I understand why other people say no, that their favorites are still Michael Keaton or their favorite is Christian Bale. I get it. That's fine. That's your preference. I respect it. I'm not going to argue against you. Ben Affleck just happens to be my favorite based on Batman vs. Superman and the couple of scenes that we got from him in Suicide Squad. Um, uh, but I am ready to and excited to see what Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson are going to give us with the Batman coming out next summer. Especially after seeing The Lighthouse, which if you've never seen The Lighthouse, that is a film that you need to hurry up and go see. I think it's available on streaming for on, on here on YouTube or, or you can get it on an Amazon Prime. Or any other streaming that you, you can you have, you know whatever your streaming preference is, or if you want to get the physical Blu-ray copy like I did, and th that his performance in that film, when I watched it the first time about a month ago, it solidified my faith in him as Batman. So I have no qualms about him at all being Batman, and whether or not he's going to be able to do justice (pun intended) to to the cowl of Batman and to the mantle of Batman, and. Uh, which and I, I actually and I am gonna do a, 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 a give I'm gonna record a film review for the lighthouse eventually uh, I wanted to watch I just need to watch it a second time before I can give my review because I Want to be sure that what I saw was the film that I saw um, But anyways, um Yeah, so many of the fans underneath Matt Reeves tweet where he showed the 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 camera test video from on his Vimeo account and just yeah, all these people saying like that's not the real Batman. This is our true Batman, and they shared, they shared pictures of Ben Affleck, and with the and they also put at least Snyder cut on there. And it's just I get it. They're passionate about it. I am too. I'm passionate. Hell, I literally put this shirt on just to record this. So you know that's how how much I'm into it. But 
is just that the whole point of the release of Snyder Cut campaign is that we're fighting for the artistic integrity of the of directors and the creative and the creative integrity of and creative freedom of directors, because a lot of studios in recent years have been very very scared to let the, the direct to let some directors have full creative control over their films and make the films that they want to make and there's been a lot of studio meddling which again we saw with suicide squad we saw the studio meddling with batman vs superman justice league dark phoenix uh, the fantastic four from 2015 and josh the director josh trank that he tweeted out the night before the film release in theaters that he said this is not the film that i wanted and encouraged everybody to not see the film and so there's you know there's a small section of fans out there campaigning to release the trank cut um release the ayer cut of suicide squad uh i'll even release the kinberg cut of dark phoenix because the dark phoenix that we got in theaters was not the original version that uh simon kinberg had wanted there was the little release the jj cut for rise of skywalker but that died out within a couple of days and nobody's talking about that anymore but we're still talking about release the snyder cut over two years later and um, we had just had the two-year anniversary of the justice league film and in november 17th of last year and it was a fun day if you you know if you were active on twitter that day you saw just how much fun the hashtag trended and people that trended you know like snyder tweeted out uh, subway was tweeting out uh, ben affleck gal gadot ray fisher uh, who else uh, just a lot of different people that are either in the movie or people that just had nothing to do with the movie so many thousands millions of people were tweeting about it it, it got it was the most attention that the snyder cut camp hashtag had gotten ever um and there have been you know people that try to you know recreate the hype that we had that day but it's gonna be a little hard to do i mean because november 17th 2019 was i'll, I'll say it was, it was a game-changing day for for the for people like myself within, within the campaign you know i don't like calling it a movement i call it a campaign because you know the ones that the ones that refer to it as the movement are i'm gonna say sorry they're a little they can be a little psychotic Trust me, if you if you're on to, if you're active on Twitter and you see some of the people tweeting release society kit, you'll know what I'm talking about. Especially whenever Warner Brothers tweets something out, no matter what the, what it's about. Uh, like perfect example I'll give when Kobe Bryant and his daughter passed away a couple weeks ago. Warner Brothers tweeted out an image of the of the Warner Brothers ta water tower, decked in purple and gold for you know the Lakers colors of you know Kobe Bryant, and underneath it were so many people tweeting hat release Snyder cut and others are saying oh, we haven't we haven't forgiven you we haven't forgiven you for for what you did and all this stuff is just they were doing a nice little tribute to Kobe Bryant and his daughter and these fans jumped in with their release of Snyder cut stuff and again I am a big participant of the campaign I mean clearly me doing a 12th Snyder cut podcast video is enough proof of that and the fact that I'm wearing the shirt you know, I've purchased all those Zack Snyder t-shirts. I have the all the Gods t-shirt, the Director's Cut shirt, this shirt, and the be the matching beanie to go with the shirt. It's supposed to be coming in sometime this week. Uh, and I even have my own Zack Snyder shirts in my in my little online my little podcast store. Uh, you know, the Snyder World Order SWO shirt. 
and uh, one that I just did last week, uh, Snyder 214, because you know 214 is 214 minutes for, for the film, but I did it in the style of the Austin 316 t-shirt. Um, so if y'all want to get, if anyone's interested in those, you know, link is in the description. Check it out. Um, no, I was not pointing at my dick. I was pointing at the description below the video. <laughs> um, uh, just the way some of these people get a little just just irritates me so much and I've talked about it so many times on here like I did I did my fandom problem uh, podcast last year and other times where I talked about how much some of these people piss me off and because I've I talked to a lot of people on Twitter and Vero who are active in the campaign I've met a lot of good people through this I have I've, I mean that's how I found um, comic movie marks you know Matt and Shane that's how I found uh, Dave the Film Junkie um uh, ben Everts and uh, John Aaron Garza of the, of the Real Anarchy, um, the the Faruqi Bros from Comic Book Debate, um, uh, Meg Megan from from uh, Comic Book Debate, uh, the Liz Liz Wonder, uh, the the, fa the 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 famous you know Wonder Woman cosplayer. I've, that's why I've interacted with her a couple of times. Other friends that I have on Vero that I've met because of Release of Sinica, I've made good friends with this through this campaign but there's still those people that oh and uh, lantern um uh, lantern 2814 yeah. uh, but other there's still the section of this of the campaign and people within the movement that uh oh sorry justin from midside another another great friend that i've made through this um but just, and, but other people like i said the um, or try not to name too many names, uh, but people who follow the campaign and people who I've chatted with on the vodka stream chat room on, on Dave's channel every Friday, they'll, they know who, who we're talking about, I'm talking about as well. I'll just say a, a certain um, person with an initials, uh, WR, another one uh, with, who, who calls himself, you know, who with, with a V name, a certain V name. Um, another person who goes by multiple names, one of them being a an, being with the initials W A. Another and but another name that he has is a P S. Um, again, people should know who those are. And then a certain person that tried to uh, misuse my S W O logo on Twitter last year uh, with a certain Z name. Um, you know, but I took I, t I reclaimed that I reclaimed ownership of the SWO logo by making the T-shirt in my store, because um, you know, I'm not gonna let somebody misuse my creation for that kind of bullshit. Not at all. I don't. I do not tolerate that at all. No, I do not tolerate something that I created out of pure fun and love for Zack Snyder, and because I'm a wrestling fan, and decided to make my own version of the NWO logo. I didn't. I do not like. I didn't. I'm. It still pisses me off. So many months later, the fact that that that, he, that that logo was used to harass other people on Twitter, um, like for, for freaking even on. I think I saw it a couple of times tweeted to Ava Ava DuVernay, uh, who was working on the the New Gods film. To tweet, it was tweeted at her about it, and you know that they're that they're hating on her uh, before she even gets to make her movie. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Uh, the the wrinkle in time was not the best movie i mean it wasn't I, I didn't particularly enjoy it not not that it was a bad film it wasn't for me 
and people just automatically hating her because of that movie no that's that's just and these are the people that want to talk about want the fighting for the creative freedom and artistic integrity of directors well then how about you stop harassing these other directors that aren't part of what you want you know the people begging for like any any film post justice league like you know aquaman shazam uh, birds of prey people just hating on it so much and even the even wonder woman 1984 coming out in a few months and you know matt reeves the batman and james gunn's the suicide squad people hating on those films because they think it's it's hurt it's it's going against everything of Zack Snyder's vision and David Ayer's vision no it is not Zack Snyder had his vision he had his vision that was going to be told he had his story that he was going to tell over five films and it was going to be his story and his alone and other directors that were going to do their own films with some of the, with the same characters were going to tell their story through their vision they were that's what that's how it was supposed to be Zack was going to tell his story. David Ayer was going to tell his story. Patty Jenkins was telling selling her story. James Wan would tell his story. Um, David F. Sandberg told his telling his story with Shazam. Uh, Kathy Ann told her story with Birds of Prey. Um, James Gunn is going to tell his story with The Suicide Squad. Matt Reeves is telling his story with The Batman. And, and Andy Muccietti, or however it's pronounced, hopefully he'll, you know, he'll stick around and he'll get to tell his story for The Flash. And... And it's we're we're fight we're fighting for the artistic integrity of the of directors and fighting against studio meddling because it's a, like there's too much of that going on and I sorry I hope the screen's not reflecting too much on my glasses but um if we're fighting if, if the whole point of it is to fight for the creative integrity and creative freedom and artistic integrity of directors then why are we shaming other directors for wanting to execute their vision and showcase their artistic integrity it's it just completely negates and it's a hip it negates the whole point of the campaign movement and makes you look makes all of, makes makes you look like hypocrites you know harassing all these pe these people because it's not what you wanted you know, saying, oh, we don't, we didn't want Birds of Prey movie. We didn't want Shazam. We don't want, I mean, like, oh, no, no, not that we didn't want this thing. Like, we don't need this. We don't need that. To be honest, we, we really don't, we don't need any film. We don't need none of the films that are, that, that, that have ever been made. We didn't need any of them, but we've enjoyed them. We want, we want to see them. And like, like I've said, am I still sad that we're not going to get to see Ben Affleck's Batman film where he was in a fight Deathstroke. Yes, I hate that so much. Especially because we never got to see Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. He looked great, and he's a good enough actor where he could pull it off. And hopefully we'll get to see that somewhere down the line. And hell, we don't need, for all we, we don't know, what, you know who the villain is going to be in the Suicide Squad. For all we know, he could be the villain. We don't know. You never know. You know but... Shitting on the other directors and writers and hating on all these directors and writers just because it's not what you want, it's not the story that you want to be told, then just don't see it. You know, you don't, don't you don't have to make a proclamation that nobody gives a shit about that you're not going to see these films because nobody gives a shit about what you think, what you what what you're 
through not wanting to go see it. <sighs> yeah, and yeah, I'm not gonna edit anything out of this video. What I'm saying to you is what I'm saying to you because it's what I feel, it's what I mean. And just, and the, the it's like, if, if what, what's the, what, <sighs> so I just, when I get, ex when I get excited and anxious like this, it just, I start to stutter and stammer and I fumble my words and just, uh, just, some of these people just really, really piss me off because Again, they're harassing other filmmakers because it's not what they want. It's not as it's not what in their heads is the true vision, and that they think all these films are going to become like Marvel now. If you're paying attention, none of these films have been like Marvel. Just Justice, the Justice League film, you know, Justice League, that was them trying to be like Marvel, and it failed, and they have not gone back to that. Aquaman, yeah, it had a couple of the lighthearted moments that some people did not like. I get that. But it was James Wan's story. And he that's the story he told. He wanted to tell, rather. And Shazam was David F. Sandberg's story that he wanted to tell. Birds of Prey is the, was the story that Kathy Ann and Christina Hudson wanted to tell. Wonder Woman 1984 is the story that Patty Jenkins wants to tell. And people that want to... And I've said this in other podcasts, the people that want to boycott or protest or, or say, make the proclamations of not wanting to see Wonder Woman 1984 because it's going against Zack Snyder's vision. Zack and Deborah Snyder are literally producers on the film. This is the first film being released with the <clears throat> Stone Quarry production attached to, to, the, to the film. This is the first film that's, that has the Stone Quarry name attached to it. After, you know, after Zack Snyder rebranded his studio to to that name. So, if you're going to protest in Wonder Woman 1984 and boycott it, thinking that you're doing Zack Snyder a favor, you're really not. Would you? Because Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder are not, they're not executive producers. Executive producers are just in name only. They get paid to have their name attached to the film, pretty much. You know, they don't have any, they don't have the hands-on stuff. Executive producers are more of the financial side of it. And the producers are they have hands-on input they they are part of the creative process so if you're gonna go against Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84 then you're going against Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder because they're they're producers on the film and besides the film to me the film looks great yeah but then again I do love Gal Gadot so <clears throat> sorry um just, and I have gotten into arguments with a couple of these people that uh, try to think that they run the campaign, that they run the movement, that one that once the Snyder Cut does eventually get released, or Zack, Zack Snyder's Justice League does get eventually get released, which it will, hopefully not too far into the future, much sooner than later, hopefully, but. You know, we shall see how that works out. Uh, I mean, because the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 took 26 years to come out, so hopefully we won't have to wait that long. Hopefully it'll come out within this decade. <laughs> uh, but you know, people who if you're paying if people who are paying, been paying attention to it as closely as I have, and others who have done closer to it or been closer to it, 
you know, that after what happened on November 17th last with with Snyder and Ben Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and other people that got involved with the hashtag that day, um, things are moving behind the scenes from different stuff that I've heard from different people. That you know that there, there's been negotiate there's been the negotiations going on, you know, of how to proceed from from there, you know. So it's it's still just a waiting game, you know. And those of us who think logically have known that it's gonna be it was gonna be a waiting game, whether November seventeenth happened or not. And just in the way all these and then all the people again just. <sighs> I mean, the back of this shirt, and you saw it in the intro of this video, says, Never face us before, not us united. And Zack Snyder intentionally or, uh, had that as the message on the shirt because he wants us all to be united in this. He doesn't want us to be fighting like we have been. He wants us to be a team. He wants us to unite like the Justice League. You know, he wants us to unite just like... Martian Manhunter, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern. He wants us to unite like them. And the constant fighting and bickering and calling each other part-timers. You know, that oh you're you're a part-time part-time supporter of the campaign, you're a part-time member of the movement, and like, oh, if you're not tweeting the hashtag 24-7, then you're not really a supporter. You know, and th th those are the kind of people why I distance myself quite a bit. The only time that I I tweet out the hashtag is if I'm posting a, f a picture of, of of Justice League or posting posting the shirt or me wearing any of the other Zack Snyder shirts. Uh, or a couple of weeks ago when I posted the or reshared the video of of the, the one of the deleted scenes that was included on the Blu-ray release that came out two years ago. You know of. Superman inside the scout ship when he gets his suit back. You know, other than that, I'm not underneath every Warner Brothers or DC post or other direct posts of other directors for for upcoming DC films tweeting how release the Snyder Cut because, you know, what we got with the theatrical cut of Justice League, that was the result of people online whining, complaining, and bitching about not my Batman, not my Superman, Superman, I know, wouldn't do that, Batman, wouldn't do that. That was the direct result of those kind of people. So they paid, Warner Brothers was paying attention to the online activity of, of, of people and the moviegoers. So when they see people using the hashtag in the negative way, and the, let's go ahead and say it, the toxic way that they've been using it, North, no idea why everything's blue, but um, but when they see that, then why why would they want to release the film? Why would they want to, Why would they reward that kind of behavior by by giving us the film? And then other people that like might not be as be familiar with the whole story, and like can you tell them like oh check out you know really, hashtag release Snyder cut on Twitter, find, see what's going on, and so, and somebody who somebody will you know who's not within the campaign, with not within the movement, sees that. They're like, why the fuck would I want to see that? Why would I want? To, why the fuck would I want to see that movie? Why, when when these are the people that want to see it? Why 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 would they get into that? If that's gonna turn people off, it's gonna turn people away. So, it's just you know, if 
that's why I just I some some of the people I talk to about again talking about the creative integrity and the artistic integrity, creative freedom. The, they they don't they're only fighting it and let they don't, they fight it unless it's somebody who's not Zack Snyder. You know, like they they they're people that turning on Patty Jenkins because of Woman Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, turning on James Wan because of Aquaman the Aquaman film, turned on David F Sandberg for Shazam, turned on Kathy Yan. James Gunn, shit shitting on him. I mean, the people, they're still not over the, those tweets from James Gunn, which I'll admit, those, they, they were stupid. They were stupid. But he doesn't deserve as much hate as, as he's getting. And people think just because he did Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2, and he's going to do Volume 3 in a couple of years, that he's going to marvelize the Suicide Squad. But I don't think that at all, because... He is a comic book fan. He loves this shit. When he when it when it came out that he was gonna direct Suicide Squad, he showed off his collection of the Suicide Squad comic books from way 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 back the original ones. Um, so he's a real fan of 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 the the material, and even uh, Margot Robbie in one of the interviews saying that that because of him being a fan, you'll you'll the film will be rooted in the source material. So I have faith in James. And besides that, James Gunn, he's He's worked with Zack Snyder before. They, they, I don't know if they're good friends. He he's said that they're they're good friends, because he he wrote the story for the Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004 that Zack Snyder directed in his cinematic directorial debut. So, you know, if you're thinking that James Gunn is gonna go against Zack Snyder's decision, shut the fuck up. None of these directors are going against anybody's vision. They're they're it's they're 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 showing off their vision. They're showing off the story that they want to tell. And I'm using my hands a lot in this video, um, but I mean yes. What do I wish we can we could get we could have gotten Zack Snyder's full five film story arc? Of course. And I love Man of Steel. Love Batman vs Superman. I would have loved the real Justice League film. We would have gotten part two last year, and would have probably gotten the final film of his story maybe next year you know but because of the panic of the studio with even though Batman vs Superman made just shy of 900 million the, the critical you know beating that it took and some of the fans shitting on it online they looked at that more and they panicked and tried to reset the whole thing and that's well that's what then we saw, we saw what happened with Suicide Squad Suicide Squad was 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 read was basically read the editing for the film was done by a music video company yeah that's not, that's not an exaggeration that's re that's legitimate that's a real thing it was edited by a by people who do music videos <coughs> and even david Ayer, he said when, when all the reports of like test screenings that the, you know suicide squad got a standing ovation it was the original version of the film that he filmed that was Almost completely different than the one we got in theaters. Which hopefully we get to see that one eventually. You know, and then obviously the, the actual cut of Justice League compared to the real one from Zack Snyder. Completely different film. You know, there's at least two and a half hours missing from what we got in theaters two years ago. <laughs> Seriously. You know. And and I'll, and I had this theory also, like thinking about it, like because because the the, sh the reshoot scenes are very obvious, 
especially when you look at Ben Affleck throughout the film. And I have a theory that he intentionally let himself go so that you know which scenes are reshoots and which scenes are not reshoots because it's it's glaringly obvious which scenes are really are, are from the reshoots because you see you'll see like one shot where it's natural he looks good he's in shape the next one fat shiny face Ben Affleck and the hairline is different and the beard is different it's painful to watch yeah and I've watched the theatrical cut of Justice League enough times to know just how painful it is to watch the Ben Affleck going back and forth with Snyder shot, Whedon shot. No. And that's the other thing. I don't completely fault Joss Whedon for what happened with the Justice League film. He was brought in to do the, he was brought in and did the job that Warner Brothers hired him to do. So everyone that harasses him online for Justice League, you're just making yourselves look foolish as well. Because he legit, I, I firmly believe that he legitimately thought he was doing a good job and that he was giving us a good film with what he reshot and rewrote. Obviously, it was not. Um, even though there were still some parts of the film that I did enjoy, mostly it was the stuff that I knew for sure was Zack Snyder. But, you know, the, the one, the, the fault falls 100% on Warner Brothers and the Warner Brothers executives of that time for making the decisions that gave us the film that was released in on November 17th, 2017. So, don't, don't blame Joss Whedon. He was just doing the job he was hired for. Don't get mad at Danny Elfman, even though he was kind of a dick talking about there's only one Batman theme. He did the score that they hired him to, to create literally based off of storyboard images. He didn't get to see the, the, anything, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I, I understand also some of the fans that they're a little frustrated with Henry Cavill not tweeting out release of Snyder Cut or posting release of Snyder Cut. And he's not in this, the thing is with him, he's not in the same position as Gal Gadot or Jason Momoa or Ben Affleck are. You know, ben Affleck, he's established, he's he was the biggest star out of everyone in that film. He's a, he has his career. He's not. He's fine. He's doing fine. So he released hashtag, released hashtag post tweeted released the Snyder cut. Gal Gadot. She's got her Wonder Woman movies. She's in good standing. She tweeted out. Momoa. He's the golden boy with the billion dollar film. So he tweeted it out. Not tweeted out. He posted it on Instagram and did fine. He had he had nothing to lose. He's got Aquaman two coming out in, a, in two years. He's fine, and Ezra, he's he's got studio contracts with Warner Brothers for Fantastic Beasts and for Flash, so he's he's good. But Ray Fisher, they fucked him over with Cyborg, and Henry Cavill, he's kind of been fucked over as well with Superman, and he because he wants to keep on being Superman, he wants to get his second solo Superman film, so that's why he's playing it close to the chest and not. Going all over the place saying release the Snyder Cut. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go against the studio and risk not getting to be Superman again. Think about that. Come on. He's not a fool. Um. So I remember all the fans that started harassing him on, <laughs> over it or shit shitting on him because like you gotta again understand the the position he's in as a director, or not director, as an actor. Yeah. He he doesn't have quite the clout 
that Ben Affleck, Momoa, or Godot have. <sighs> but just, again, the fans saying they're fighting for the artistic integrity of the filmmaker. So then don't harass the other filmmakers. Because they're just telling the stories they want to tell as well. I know I've said that so many times in this video already, but it's the truth. It's the truth. They're just doing the jobs that they were hired for, telling the stories that they were hired to tell. Just because it's not what you wanted, doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean that they're bad for doing these stories. And Zack Snyder, yeah, I'm sure he he would he I'm sure he would have loved to have finished his story as well. You know, because he only got to tell two of those stories: Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. We didn't we haven't seen just his Justice League yet. He he was gonna do at least two of them. You know, part one would have been November seventeenth, twenty seventeen, and then part two would have been June thirteenth of twenty nineteen. I think that was all I remember because it was supposed to be released the same day that Man of Steel was released in 2013 you know just of course you know six years apart um, but it's just it is so it's it it is heartbreaking to think about you know that we could have had Darkseid and Thanos on the silver screen in the same year together that would have been for, com for comic book fans like myself it would have been a dream come true, you know, like that video that I, of, of Kevin Smith on his podcast talking about all the stuff that was cut out of Justice League. It, it was a DC Comics fan's wet dream, and we're still dreaming about it. Um, and then with this, all the fans that are just you know, flipping out because everything is not done to the according to Zack Snyder's uh, style. Just, not everything has to be like, not everything has to be Zack Snyder style. Just like not everything has to be Marvel style. It's the, whatever style the director wanted it to be. Now, whether you like it or you don't like it, that's up to you. You're not wrong for, for, for liking it or for not liking it. However, you are wrong for not liking it because it's not one singular vision. Because then you're, because you a lot of the Snyder Cut fans that shit on MCU for have basically being the same same singular style for all their films, but then they want all the DCEU films to be this one singular style of Zack Snyder. You can't have it both ways. You can't say MCU is bad because it's one style, but then want DCEU to be one style, being Zack Snyder style. Can't, can't can't have it both ways. That's just silly. It's stupid. You know, as much as I love Zack Snyder, I understand that his style of filmmaking is not for everybody. You know, if, if all films were the same, they'd be boring. Um, but that's just me. That's just how I see things. You know, I'm just a little more logical about that kind of stuff. So, <sighs> well, yeah, I guess that's good enough place to end it here. Um, thank you all for watching and listening to me. 
go on for the last 40 minutes. Um, uh, I don't know how often I'm going to be doing video podcasts like this, but if, you know, if I get enough love on them, I'll do them as often as I can. Huh. Um, again, thank you all so much for watching, for listening to me, and um, make sure you subscribe to the Minutize Podcast, you know, Spotify, Google Podcast, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, here on YouTube, anywhere that you can find the Minutize Podcast. Uh, and if you want to chat with me on my social media, you can find me on Twitter at IamFositude. You can fo- find me on uh, Instagram and Vero. Both of them are at Fositude. I uh, have you know, been spending a lot more time on Vero lately, so you know, hit me up on there and we'll have some good conversations. Uh, you want to check out the Amenitized Podcast store, you can, you know, again, it's under the description below. You get uh, several t-shirts, stickers, and pins, magnets, wall art, pillows, notebooks. Um, yes, I got pillows on there now, too. Um, you can follow, support me, support me on Patreon, uh, my little hall of justice, as I call it, for $1 a month. Just $1. I'm not asking for much, just $1. Yeah, it's good. Uh, check out my other stuff that's on the podcast as well, for my retro film reviews, which I'm going to try to get uh, another one up sometime by the end of the month. I haven't had one of these. I haven't done a, a retro film review since I did Baron Adventures of Baron Munchausen last summer. Um, check out my worst to best rankings. I got Batman and Spider-Man and Halloween. Got some more that I'm gonna, that are going to be coming out soon. Um, I have one coming out next week because of a certain character's birthday happening next week. Uh, and I have a, a Star Wars one that I'm planning releasing sometime this year. Um, uh, my classic wrestling pay-per-views. I just released one earlier this week for uh, Super Brawl 2001. Uh, and what else? Uh, my regular film reviews. Uh, for, I just had my Birds of Prey one from a couple weeks ago. Uh, my regular podcast episodes like this one, all of them found right here on the Manitize Podcast channel. And again, thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. I love and appreciate every single one of you do. I truly and genuinely do. See? Right there. The heart. Um, hope you enjoy your weekend. Spend it with your loved ones if you can. Um, enjoy the XFL football if you're into that like I am. Um, uh, this has been the Manitites Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye. At least a side cut.